All right. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Perpetually Dissatisfied, where we talk about things that bother us in society. Uh, hi, my name is Adam, and I am your podcast host, and I'm super excited uh, to share somebody with you today. Uh, but before we get into the actual topic of our conversation, which is about social media and how obnoxious it can be, um, we do have a self-proclaimed social media Sherpa named Shiley Hakimian. How are you doing? Hey, I'm so excited to be here, Adam. Thanks so much for having me. I'm delighted to jump into this conversation with you. I'm sure there's so much we're going to dive into. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, oh, yeah. So tell me a little bit about yourself. Like, Where did this title come from? Um, how oh. did you kind of like fall upon it? Was it a calling? Did God himself bring it to you? Oh, gosh. Well, I'll, I'll indulge you with this story because I know you have an appreciation for the, the drag arts. They always say, like, a drag queen should get their name from, like, another drag queen or something, mm-hmm. right? So mine came from a mentor of mine who's, like, I used to be your social media teacher because, like, my background's in education. And she's, like, Shiley, like, people don't want to be taught because she's, she's been a paid speaker for years. She's been on the radio. She's, like, Shiley, you should use the word Sherpa. And I was, like, okay. You're more my target audience. You seem to understand this. So eventually I changed my, I literally overnight changed my name to your social media Sherpa and people said to, to gravitate it with it. But like you said, how did I get into this crazy industry? So, um, back in high school, I was on MySpace. I think you were on MySpace too, right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Right? Those were the days of when we used to have GIF images Oh gosh. and we just tried to pander to every audience's, but my favorite personal uh, thing from MySpace was your top five or your top, top eight, eight that yeah, made you hate it? your friends. Yeah, it was yeah. awful. I loved it because it's like you knew where you stood. Right? So like you knew where you stood but also like it broke up friendships all that stuff. But for me like what MySpace did instead of breaking up friendships it did a little bit of that. It's actually how I found my friendships. See I didn't have a ton of friends growing up but MySpace is where I found a community of people who liked the same things that I did and in my case it was people who liked reality competition shows. So we actually played online versions of reality competition shows. Right. Such a weird dorky hobby you can look me up online if find out all about this. I have my own little internet notoriety in this, but that's a whole other subject. But um, what happened is we needed an online community to advertise our games and we were spamming fan pages that weren't really relevant for this this hobby. So I said, why don't I make our own community for it? So I created something called Shiloh's Resort for Online Gamers and Manage a Community. Uh, anyway, so with that community, I engaged people, I featured people, I made people stars, I made people friends with each other. Uh, it, was, it was a really engaging community, so much so that somebody even knocked me off. Um, and as a 14-year-old getting knocked off by, like, an older guy that was in his 30s was hilarious. Like, they kicked you out of the group? Oh, no. He tried to compete with me and make his own group. Oh. And I was like, that's how good of an idea it was. The drama. The drama. So, uh, basically, what I didn't... There's something to this. It's like, how does this relate to social media? Fast forward. This is when I was, like, 15, 16. I graduate college in 2013, and I'm applying for a job at a digital agency, and they said, have you ever managed online communities before? And maybe, Adam, you're making the connection that I made that day that mm-hmm. what I was doing on MySpace was early social media skills long before the term was really a thing. Right. Why managing that Facebook group? So, or my, my, that uh, MySpace group. So uh, I got that job. I worked in social media. I got paid. And I was doing more and more and more of this. As years went on, I was advertising my social media services to business owners and they weren't gravitating and they really didn't have the budget to hire me to manage their social media and they didn't really know how to leverage it for their businesses. So one lady at a business networking group comes up to me she's like hey Shiley you know I know you know a lot about social media can I just pay you to teach me mm-hmm. so that in combination with my education degree was really the perfect thing for me to do is to really empower people to do their own marketing they don't need to hire me to do it for them a lot of times they have the momentum but they don't know all the 
tricks and secrets and all that stuff. They need to be the experts at what they do, whether that be, uh, I've had celebrity caterers, photographers, chiropractors, uh, like performers, all that stuff. They need to be the expert at their thing. They don't need to know everything about social media. So I can help kind of filter it for them and get them where they need to go and hold them accountable to their skills. The same way that I know you're a teacher too. Like you have to care about these people one by one and hold their hand as they're going through this. Mm -hmm. And so that changed everything. And your social media Sherpa was born. So that's how I got to where I am today. That's how I got my name. Uh, that's where I'm at. And I just love empowering people online and social media empowerment. It's a real thing. <laughs> I love that. And I think, um, I think most businesses, if not all need to have someone to like help them understand oh, yeah. how to reach the masses. So knowing that and knowing all of these people that you work with, yeah. what would you say your typical day looks like? Uh, that's a great question. So I have some of my clients who are like little bigger pieces of the pie where I'm working mm -hmm. with a bigger client and I'm helping them with something. So one of my clients is an internet coach. I coach like a hundred of some of her ladies on how to do LinkedIn for their businesses. There are a lot of lady consultants. I help them on a regular basis. Sometimes do phone calls with them, check-ins with them, all sorts of stuff. So with her, she's a bigger piece of my, my life and I, I serve, I manage her online community and I do all that kind of stuff. Uh, at the same time, sometimes I do some social media management. Sometimes I'm networking in events. So maybe it means going to like a BNI group, which is a business networking group mm -hmm. or like a chamber of commerce. So either do a workshop or to network or to give even a 30 second pitch of what I do to get potential leads. Uh, sometimes that looks like, uh, replying to comments on a Facebook group. Uh, when it comes to my coaching clients, sometimes it means I have a two hour meeting with them where we really deep dive into their social media. Sometimes it means building my business, which is like automating my business or writing emails for my business or writing social media content for my business. It's a lot of pieces as a business owner. I have to be like a jack of all trades and do mm -hmm. so many things. So, that's, so my typical day is really crazy. Sometimes it's events, networking, teaching, speaking, a big variety of things, but I love it. Actually, that's the whole theme of my podcast. I'm going to go on a tangent here, but <laughs> the po it's do what I love, love what I do. I do so many things, but I love it. So, right. and, and that's kind of what my day looks like. Actually, it was a, a way to model my day, but I do a lot of things, but I'm I, I love it. And I'm thoughts. You're looking at me like, what, what is a crazy day? <laughs> it does seem like quite a bit. And I'm thinking like, where do you find the time to one, have self-care, but also <laughs> what do you love about the work that you do? Like, what is like the, Great question. the one thing that you yourself are like, every day I like get up, I enjoy this and like, I'm not burnt out. That is a great question. Like, how do I even manage all of this stuff? Every one of the pieces that matters so much to my lead generation and my business is something that I had to build up year after year after year is that my systems were not in place. I think so much, some people don't realize you need a sales system. You need somewhere to get clients or potential leads. You need somewhere to engage those leads. And then you actually need to have a service that's been right. structured really well to then serve them. Uh, because I've been literally pitching this business and building it slow and steady, at least the Sherpa aspect of it, I've had clients from other means, mm -hmm. like it, years, it cultivates and shapes every year. And don't you think I'm going to get better every year at targeting who I need to target and better at selling and better at all these systems? So for me, like I've managed my schedule intensely. So my Mondays, I tend to not book calls unless I run out of my rest mm -hmm. of my week and then I book a call Monday. So Monday, I slam keyboards all day. I'm like working on the computer. I can focus for like six hours slamming keyboards. Ooh. Tuesday afternoons, I focus on one of my clients. More, I never take phone calls in the morning as much as possible unless somebody's really important and special or it's a mm -hmm. Sherpa client. Uh, Wednesday afternoons, I usually take my client calls that are pretty consistent. Thursday, Thursday, Fridays, I'm focusing on my Sherpa clients, whether that be engaging them, checking in with them or whatnot. So I, that's how I structure it. And I, I do work from home. So I make sure that I try every single day to go to an event or hang out with someone in person. Uh, I think that's a big killer for people who work from home is that they don't have that kind of life, but that's what I do. But because of all of this, I'm flexible mm -hmm. and I can live my life the way that I do. And I think that makes my life a lot less stressful that if I need to take a day off, I can't, I was sick the other day. I didn't work as hard as I should have probably Monday and Tuesday. 
I worked, but not as intensely because I have that flexibility. But right. I, but Wednesday, Thursday, Friday was very busy, so I was like, shit. <laughs> but um, anyway, so that's there's a lot of things with like life that is hard, and there's seasons that are busier and not busier. But being a part of um, various communities where other people are business owners who can relate to me and right. can share their experiences has really been a help for me. When what would you say are like the slowest seasons that you have to like hustle and grind through? You know, that's a great question because it's different. Uh, January 2018 was awful for me, like terrible, like really, really bad. But yet January um, this year, 2019, was amazing Mm. and it opened up doors for me. Actually, this whole year, I cut out actually a lot of stuff that I was wasting my time on. And this year, my business has flourished in ways that I can't imagine. I think it's a result of all the networking I've done over Mm. the last bunch of years, relationships, asking for stuff in particular, knowing who I'm serving better and clearer. And I think that's that's helped me so much, uh, and I'm I'm so grateful. <coughs> so those are some thoughts. Yeah, no, I love that, and I love hearing that. Um, and like, it, it makes me think about like when we were younger. Oh gosh, um, and so you've this, seen me at it, lots of points, and I've <laughs> seen you at lots of points. This could go so many different it ways. It really Adam. could. But so <laughs> I mean, my my connection to Shiley has to do with the fact that. Um, when I was younger, I didn't necessarily see the benefit of her being on social media. <laughs> and you, dick. <laughs> you found I, me on social I media. Did. Are we going to talk about yes, this? Yes, we are. That's so, how we became friends. Yes. Okay? So I was. I just got into high school. I was a freshman, and all of a sudden, I was like just looking up videos of the GSA that we were part of, which if people don't know, it's called the Gay Straight Alliance. Yeah. Um. And so there were like some videos posted by this one person, and like it was just like awkward videos, and then like it was shyly, of course, talking about certain things and. Oh, God. I don't even know what you were talking about in that video. But I was like, oh, my God. Like, she's on YouTube. And so the next day that I came in, I was like, oh, my God. (laughs) You were on YouTube. I just saw you. And I thought I was famous for, like, five minutes. It was great. Yeah. And she was, (laughs) and that's literally how we became friends, honestly. Hilariously. I'm glad you mentioned this. Yeah. And, like, throughout high school, although I was kind of, like, obnoxious. Oh, yeah. um, One of the things that I used to just, like, go in on it was like shyly survivor is not real shyly get off myspace shyly get off facebook but it's how i got my life okay right she and like there were moments in our friendship where i was like why am i hanging out with this girl she just ditched me to go play survivor oh my god this podcast going south i'm just kidding well so you know the survivor life so you've actually nobody who's heard this story has actually seen me in the survivor mode that you i I mean i barely saw me as this thing came to be right and i barely remember but then like you were online constantly i was addicted to the internet that is not wrong and i think like i mean the perspective of like what it was 2009 well it was 20 2000 oh yeah i guess we were friends and became friends twenty two thousand seven. Yeah, two thousand seven, and so like social norms were very different back then. People were like, mm. like super anti staying on the internet, and people were like, oh, you just want to hang out with your friends and play games. And on so the, people on were, the computer. Yeah, I All feel like I feel like I have like the t- I have a typical boomer perspective of like get off the internet, go outside and play. It, but we was not there was no Instagram back then. There wasn't, but there was MySpace was barely hanging on by a thread. That point, it was still, I think it was, well, it was, yeah, maybe it was close to the end. Yeah. But, I mean, there was, like, specialized groups, and then, I mean, I don't even know how you did it after that, but. Um, well, our community kind of fizzled, too, so. Yeah. And, and I now mean, we're on Facebook, so. Right. And there's Facebook, <laughs> and, like, there's Reddit, and, like. Well, I don't touch that, I mean, I'm a big fan of seeing the gossip on Reddit. But 
you liked your guess. That's okay. Yeah, of course. And but so, you, yeah, there's a lot of stuff with the MySpace thing, yeah. But also, like, social media can go, like, south real quick. It's crazy, though. Think about it like that. Like, MySpace was everything. Now it's Instagram. People mm-hmm. are sitting on their phones. I think people are severely more addicted in a very different way now mm-hmm. than it was then. And I was – now, I would go home from school and sit on my computer until 9 o'clock at night or 10 o'clock at night nonstop, which was terrible. I was addicted. Like, I remember crying when I, my computer broke. I couldn't play my MySpace games. It was it was bad, but I also feel like now I have a lot more control over myself to not let that happen. But I'm also like my data on my phone says I've been on it for eight hours. Right. I was like, what? That's the beauty of iPhones. It'll tell you how it, long it's you've been. Not, it's horrible. Don't look at it if you want to live your life happily. Just just don't look. It's terrible. <laughs> but like it's there for you. Right. To feel bad about yourself. So I'm I'm thinking. Okay. So we should look at our data right now and see how. Bad I don't it even is. want to. I, know, I already it's know so it bad. sent me like I was like two hours or what twenty five percent less. Than like, last week. Good yeah, job. I only like, spent 10 hours on Facebook today. Right, yeah. So, <laughs> <Anyway>. I mean. <laughs> we can talk about that for days. Exactly. So, I'm thinking, like, let's share a favorite moment that we have of each other. Oh, God. And I think I already shared mine. What? Which one? Meeting Which, me? Yeah, what? I think that was that a great was moment. Great. Well, also, my second favorite moment is when you helped me create one of my MySpace images. Did I really? Yeah, it was me coming out of your closet. Oh, my God. That's such a good gift. Right. <laughs> And you made it, and then I was like, this is amazing. Nobody wanted to do that back I, then. No one. And I was like, was oh new. my God. So I guess like your social media <laughs> I was, I was with played it. a huge role. And I was like, oh my God. So you appreciated is... them then, too. I did. I wish I still had that image. I think I have it somewhere, maybe. But it was embarrassing, so I don't know if I really It was like, boom, boom, boom. Oh, yeah. you can't see this. You can't see my hands. I can't believe people. we even did that. It was great. But We've had would... a lot of days in my mom's house. Exactly. Out, doing stupid shit. <laughs> So what would you say is a uh, favorite, favorite moment? moment? Yeah, I mean, you were a lovely prom date. <laughs> oh my God, yeah. <laughs> I was like, am I going to take Adam to prom? Okay, it's going to happen. And then I did. We have, I just looked at the photo the other day. It was very cute. Oh my God. I don't know. We've had so many moments. God, I feel like there's so many and I just, they're not, the fact that, just, you know what I will say is that Adam, I, you still don't know this yet about you, but you're changing lives and you're changing, maybe you know a little bit, but you're going to do insane things in your life. And I just, I've always felt like I'm like, I want to support you to get to where those are going to be. Because I know that the impact you're going to have on this world is going to be tremendous. And just seeing like all that you've accomplished at every institution that you, that has had you and how they like need to appreciate you to the nth degree. And I think as you keep taking over the world and every institution that like has you, like, I think you're going to find what it is that you need to do and you're going to take over the world. I think people are going to know about you and I think you're going to be extra somebody and then you're not going to be my little secret anymore. Because <laughs> you're doing great things. So I think I've always been inspired by what you've accomplished. And if you don't know what Adam's accomplished, I can talk about him for days. <laughs> well, let's hope 2020 is more uh, beneficial in my Slow and steady, yo. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to take over the world. But I think um, we've developed such a great segue into our topic. Oh my gosh. And if I think of a crazier story, it's going to happen. Please okay. do share them. Share yeah, all of them. There's got to be so many. <laughs> like oh, the- oh, oh, my mom saying like... <laughs> my mom always says Adam is a part of you like right, she's like yeah. we're attached to the hip like we're family like you were like the one souvenir I got from high school that I'm still like in my heart always I remember when you took me to my first college party oh no do you want to talk that story no I don't you don't want me to tell the whole details of no. what happened that night I will not but if that you want to know a I'll hot hair. mess express okay he just basically told you what happened there yeah so um <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> anyway, that thank God I didn't have like real socials back then. But let's get into the topic of yeah, social media. So I think 
I'm gonna I'm gonna let you explain your story a little bit of like how did you get into social media work completely? Oh yeah. Um, and how is has your sp- perspective on things changed in terms of how one engages with this work? Well, great question. You might have remind me of the second one in a second, but how I got into it, I was given the honor to volunteer my time running a social media account for a, an organization that I believed in. Oh, it was like an LGBTQ one, right? Yeah, 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 yeah I remember this. Yes, I was. Are uh, they still around? Well, their Facebook page changed into somebody else's Facebook page, and the person who originally owned that page no longer owns it. So Got that it. was probably not a smart move to give away your asset to somebody else. Mm. But um, anyway, I have lots of thoughts on that. But um, no, no, no throwing any shade in this podcast as much as I can. But um, <laughs> yeah, I volunteered with this account for this organization I was really passionate about. And I was young, and I was getting experience. I think so much of it is like, I need experience, I need experience. Because people don't know. They can't trust you yet. So they need to show as many people as possible that I'm good at what I do. So I volunteered for like, I don't know, seven or eight months on doing their social media. And I learned everything. And because it was I, – I told somebody the other day, like, there's a difference between getting a marketer to your social media and getting someone who's passionate about your cause who then figures out how to do social media or that person gets training by someone, let's say, by me. Right. So that they – but like having someone's – Okay. Having some, <laughs> having passion in um, the organization, what we were doing, and to make an impact, I think really drove me to work really hard. I made right. every single day of the week a different focus, a different theme, a different something. And I, I, the thing that I understood about from MySpace world and really just from social skills, because for me, I was bullied. I was teased as a kid. Mm-hmm. I had to learn social skills myself. And it was very much one-on-one. Like, how do I make somebody like me? How do I make someone trust me? And a lot of that was like putting personal care into people. Uh, so what I did is I used that exact skill that I learned offline, which so much of what I teach is offline social skills really connects to the internet. The same, they're the same thing. And I, I would engage people one-on-one. I would reach out and say, Hey, like, Oh, Adam, you like this page. Thank you so much for this page. How did you find us? Mm-hmm. And that way they now, if they ever had a question for me, and this is what I teach to people also, this is a hot tip. But like I said, like I say, Hey, like, do you have any questions for me? It gives them an opportunity to ask whatever it is they wanted to ask, like totally openly. And because I did that, the amount of people that were now open to like saying that they commented on something or liked something increased because mm-hmm. people now felt connected to the page because they knew I was behind it. So um, that was kind of the part one of that question is like, is, is, um, doing some of that like social skills and the engagement. And then that kind of led me to really understanding that as an aspect. And so while I was doing that organization, I was able to get hired by that digital agency. And that was my first paid gig. I wasn't paid a lot, but it learned a ton. Actually, I got an opportunity because of that internship mm-hmm. recently. That was a really nice gig. So you never know what doors is going to open. Right. Um, definitely got a lot of experience there. There was another part to your question. Remind me. Um, so, like, how has your perspective on things changed in terms of how one engages in this work? So, for instance, like, yeah. think about, like, while you do work majority with individuals that own businesses and yeah. how to help promote them, like, how have you utilized it in a manner where, like, you're self-reflective of, like, what you post online and, like, how you, at the end of the day, like, teach others how to use it? So, I guess my thoughts of, like, back then what I thought is that I think there's social media in a couple different ways. Is that a social media manager, like, a freelancer, like, mm-hmm. their skill is they can... You give them content and they will package it and they will post it for you as a service. It is like a, a task. Mm-hmm. They will do it. That's one piece of the puzzle. Then there's like strategy elements and stuff like that. So for a free, for a company to say, hey, I'm paying a freelancer, they don't know that the freelancer's job isn't to sell your product. They're, you have to have a vision and a mission to tell that person to then post the thing and you should have some way to give them an audience. Or you have to hire someone with ads and who understands that whole beast. But most people don't know how to do that and they expect a social media manager to magically bring clients. And that's not what the social media manager's job is, is to facilitate your content, to post in a way that's more meaningful and relevant. So for me, I knew how to do that part really well back back in the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, how to like actually piece those things together and just do it as a task. And I would get paid for it because there's organizations that needed to get done. 
But I think that that you can sell potentially how to do it. But that wasn't really what business owners need. They need some way to think about how to sell or how to relationships and all that stuff. And that's like, well, how do you magically bring clients to page? I think that's the part that most social media managers don't know how to do because getting clients is hard for everybody. Mm-hmm. So what I think in the last few years that's really taken shape is, is because I'm a connector, because I'm a networker, I understand that I have relationships. Like you and I are, know each other. I know, I know hundreds and hundreds of people and the hundreds of people know me, mm-hmm. that people trust me at some level. And so what I realized is that if you have that relationship with a lot of the business owners I try to serve do because they're networkers because that's what they have to do for their sales uh, is that they're not leveraging those connections online or they're not staying engaged with those people when they're not with them. A lot of times you have to make phone calls, people reconnect with people, all that stuff. It's a headache. So what I realized is that if you have that audience, where are you giving them information that shows you as an expert that builds trust with you? And how can you remind them that you're an expert and that you're a resource? Because so much of it is you have to build trust with people. And if you don't see these people every day, how can you build trust with them? Mm-hmm. So that's where my social media has shifted is that you have to bring in your own audience first. You have to give them something. And then you have to tell them how you can serve them through whatever platform you're advertising them right. on. So that's where I think it's changed is that like it's not just the content that it's posting. It's that how are you – what is that system that's guiding them to be able to purchase from you or be able to trust you enough to tell you that they potentially want to hire you? So it's a very different system mm. than just posting content, which is where I've been putting more of my energy in and how to help people kind of shape their marketing so that they can actually capitalize on the relationships they've already done the work for. That's the hardest part that people, that social media is not going to fill in your network. You have to manually build that. And I think, so people think it's a magical social media machine. It's not a magical social media. Right. You have to have those people. And then if you funnel them into your social media machine, is what I'm going to call it. Social media machine. They're, it's social media machine. Hashtag then, social media machine. Hashtag social media We're machine. Use that now. There we go. It's a real thing. So that's, <laughs> that's where I think it's changed now is that that's a very real way for people to get more business mm-hmm. because people already love and adore them. And if they were minded, they might want to buy more. Right. And it's, 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 what it's what's happened. It's why people get more phone calls when they post regularly on social media. It's why I've gotten business because of my LinkedIn. It's because people remember, oh, yeah, Shiley does that. Let me go call her mm-hmm. because maybe they didn't need me six months ago, but they might need me in two months from now. And they already know that I'm an expert. And that's, that's how I've gotten business, straight up LinkedIn. Love it. <laughs> and I think that's super beneficial. I'm thinking of like my frustration, at least. Please, let me know. Media. What do you think? Lay it so on me. So I personally – so I love social media, clearly, because I got to be you connected. I, maybe. Maybe. I probably <laughs> need to go to yes. yeah, rehab. Um, right, don't we all? <laughs> and so for me, what frustrates me the most is like yeah. how people utilize social media in a more negative, nuanced way. Yeah. I mean, like, granted, yes, you put yourself on social media and you're opening yourself up for criticism. Sure. So, for instance, I um, – actually, you might know this. What? But, okay, so do you remember the Buffalo Grove Theater that we used to, like, live near in BG? The one, the old one that's right. by the IHOP? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, is it still there? Isn't it? It's still there. It's still running. And like, I mean, that's <laughs> Who what, knew? if you were a teenager back then, that's like the place you would want to go to because it was cheap. Like, it wasn't perfect. It was just seedy enough. Right. It was it was nice. For the and, suburbs. It's seedy for the suburbs. Right. And at one point she was like, <laughs> she almost closed because they needed just to renovate all this thing and they didn't have all this money. And so then they fundraised, they got all this money. Oh, really? They, I didn't yeah. know anything about this. Yeah. So they were supposed to close, but they never did. And like, I'm really happy because that's still like, in my mind, a landmark for many teens because that's the only thing okay. you can do. So what about it? And so there's a Facebook group, right? Oh. Where these individuals are just like blasting about how like they hate this theater and how it should be knocked down how it's there's dirty. a hate group for a theater it's like it's inside like um you know like next door the app yeah so it's like it's kind of like that in facebook and so like oh. you have all these old people complaining how they hate it and how it's dirty and how it's old and i'm just like really though i'm sure like if you had 
gone in there and understood what it was like to be a teenager with no money. And, like, a $5 movie got you a long way. Yeah. And so it just makes me think, like, it's just opened up the atmosphere for so many people to complain. Yeah. And then just the overall, like, here's me trying to show off. Or then there's individuals that, like, ignore real conversations on social media. And I've even seen businesses, like, jump into that dynamic. Although some of them, like, are really successful. Sure. Like, if you think about Wendy's, right? They're, <sighs> like, always on. Was it, like, Burger King they keep fighting with? Or McDonald's? Oh, Wendy's. That's what I do for some clients. Yeah. I like, literally respond to comments and make jokes like Wendy's does. Right. It's and like, so fun. And I think, like, I mean, at the end of the day, like... People might not see that as professional, right? But, like, I think, like, that's just the beautiful nuance of our culture um, where, like, that back and forth is just entertaining for us. And so I think for me, what my frustration with social media is the way that people utilize it in such a negative way instead of utilizing it in a more positive feature of, like... Yes, we do see the people that get oh, promoted. The angry people. Right. Like, the, the people just, like, want to go on there and just hate. Fight. Right. And so, for me... What's your hobby? I like to fight with strangers on the internet. Right. Like, let me just go, <laughs> like, be a keyboard killer somewhere. You know Whoa, what I mean? Hashtag keyboard killer. Right. And so, like, this is what I was talking about with one of my friends earlier. Sure. About, like, canceled culture in my last previous podcast. And so, I think the beauty of this topic that we're jumping into is like you have the business side of it, but also like you utilize social media for pleasure as well. And so I personally think that you're going to open up so many minds with some of your experiences, but also your tidbits. Um, So what would you say is the craziest thing you've seen on social media? Oh my gosh. By a business or by a friend? Either or. The craziest thing that I've seen. That's a, you asked me this a little bit a while ago and I'm like, What's really crazy? Oh, man. It doesn't have to be super I, negative. but I like, won't say it was crazy, but I think this is something that's powerful that I see happening. It's like a trend of like people being real. There is, uh, I'll give you a couple examples. Like Shay Robottom is like a big LinkedIner. She mm-hmm. took everything she knew about every other social media platform, applied it to LinkedIn before anybody else woke up to LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's killing it with video. But one of her posts was literally her laying out the fact that she has depression, like straight up. And I was like, that's amazing because everyone's like, oh, it's not a professional topic to talk about. But I'm like, people are people. They have their lives. They work. They do all these things. They're going to have situations like that. Uh, and they're, like to be real about it is a great way to make human connection, which I always say, like making, making it so it's easy for people to make personal connections with people is like absolutely huge on the internet. The same way it is in real life. Mm-hmm. It's literally the exact same thing. And people are very boring on LinkedIn. But what Shay did is huge is that she made it normal. And she said, Hey, like I'm in business and I'm not alone on this. Like I'm going to be real. And I think people are scared to do that. I, I'm, and I'm saying this as someone who has so many stories and so many things that I don't tell people about that you probably know that I don't mm-hmm. advertise. Um, like there's, there's a lot of stuff I'm scared to talk about. I hope one day I'll share that, but people make connections with you when you're a real person. Uh, one of my clients, uh, she's an internet coach and she's a good following on LinkedIn. And she said, Hey, like she talked about her and her wife on LinkedIn. Now she wasn't in the closet or anything, Mm -hmm. but like, she doesn't really talk about that in terms of her business. But the minute she did that, it opened up so many more conversations. And and yeah, maybe there's a couple people that are homophobic. that are now not going to hire her, but like, that's not who she's trying to serve anyway. And, but the people who, who were fans of her now feel even more bonded to her because she's a real person. So I think that's something that's kind of crazy in a great way that it's like, pushing the professional personal boundary to make connections with people and to really be real. And it's, it's another way to serve. And I think it's powerful to be vulnerable. Yeah. And I think we, we see that more often, right? People's humanity. Yeah. And I think like, that's something that is missing. I would say even in our culture, it's like, we want to be real. We want to be talking about our issues and how we feel, 
but at the end of the day, There's like boundaries, though. there are yeah. boundaries, right? And so, like, what would you say to somebody who maybe might be an overshare, right, for their business or oh something gosh. like that? Like, how would you coach that person? Oh gosh. Well, this is great. When they come my way, I can tell them, hey, you sound like a commercial. Nobody wants to hear your commercial. <laughs> um, but I will, like like I said, kind of like be a real person is huge. Right. What I do with my clients, which I can pretend to do with you all here, is I tell them my story. The same way that I told you my story here. Mm-hmm. I tell them like a little bit about myself. I be a little vulnerable. I talk about my bullying or whatever it is. And I say, hey, tell me about why you give a shiz about your business and why you care. And I literally write down everything they say. I say, mm-hmm. don't think about it. Just tell me why you care so much. And just that story alone makes someone's profile so much more personal because it's not about just like, oh, I want to work in social media. It's this is how I made friends in my life and it's huge. Or like one of my clients is a real estate guy. He's like, you know what? I saw my family do this and I saw how much it helped this and this and this. And I liked helping people stay organized so they can pass their future generations Mm -hmm. on. Or another client of mine like lived all over the world and that's how she stayed in touch with her people. And that's why she loved social media the way that she did. One um, One of my persons that's working with me on a project she was a worked at a museum and curated experiences for people, and now she works in UX design. She doesn't just do websites; it's not her life passion. Her passion is to give people experiences, the same way she did it in a museum. She did it in real in the in the in the internet with the mm-hmm. way she designed my website. So those are all like different stories. I think that does that make those people more interesting to you? Right? Yes. Yeah. And like one of my clients is a, you know, I can go on all day. One of my clients is a, is a interior designer and her talking about her dogs and her talking about work-life balance being something that's really important to her. It makes her not just an interior designer. It makes her a real person. Right. And I think that is huge. And I think people don't do that enough. They don't. And I think like, I mean, we always hear it, right? Like people are just working themselves to the bone. Sure. And I mean, like as a teacher, I mean, no one knows the struggle. Oh my than, gosh. Yeah. And I, and I think... <laughs> So much empathy. What we see is that, you know, people don't want to see the real side of others. And like they don't they like they're they're searching for something specific, right? How is that person successful? Well, that person is successful because they were real, right? That person is successful because they know how to work with people. They have the subset subset skills to be a specific leader in their field for a reason. And when they get that opening and that following, then they open the doors for someone to peek in and, and see like the person for who they really, really if are. If you give them that content, right. you have to give it to them. Right. That's, you have to create it. You have to be so stockable. I, I, I don't like that I use I like the word stalking. Hashtag stalking. I stalking. Well, I know stalking <laughs> is a very serious thing, so I don't want to like take that lightly. But when people meet me or people meet you or you're applying for a job, you're trying to get a new client, they're yeah. going to stalk you on the internet. You, can, you actually have the right to stack the deck with information that's going to make them think, oh, wow, holy junkers. Is that if you're a speaker and there aren't a lot of videos of you on the internet... Whatever they find, that's going to be it. I've loaded tons of videos for them to choose from, for them to figure out that I might be good at what I do. I put tons of content on there for them to see what I do. So I think, yeah, being stackable and creating, like making those opportunities for connection, it's huge. And people don't do it. Um, People don't know how to do it. But I also, I help people shape that. It's like, okay, well, here you have to fix your bio here. You have to fix your bio there, whatever that is. Pull pull some details out there. So I know that you talked a lot about the idea (laughs) of... um, like you, you just mentioned it, right? Like you want people to have that content necessary to like get a deeper glance into that um, professional realm, but also sure. that person. Yeah. And so for me, I'm exactly. thinking like, what would you say is like one of the successful tidbits that you have seen that someone in their field done besides doing things like, let me be very transparent in how I'm feeling. That's one aspect. Yeah. So it's, they have to build trust with you, right? The mm-hmm. second thing is that they need to know that you are legit. 
it's very hard for me just to see a pretty face and a pretty picture and a little tagline that says, I do X. Right. And to think, oh, I want to hire them. You need to give, you need to prove to them somehow because I know you're awesome. If somebody said, what's Adam like? I know Adam is a hard worker mm-hmm. and Adam can impact the world. If you, I ideally hope you say the same thing about me, right? <laughs> yes. Okay, Adam. Okay, <laughs> fine. This is, this is what our friendship is like, everybody. Uh, but you want them to be able to do that. But if they don't know you, you have to build that knowledge from. If I meet you at a networking event for three, four, five minutes and we connect on LinkedIn, you now I have maybe the whole year for mm-hmm. me to tell you why I know what I'm talking about so that when you do know someone that needs me, they can call me. So what right. that means is that you need to have content that uh, shows that you're an expert or gives away some information. I put social media tips out there because if they don't know I'm an expert, if I haven't given them any information that tells them that I know what I'm talking about, they can't hire me. I give away a lot of information all the time. I do free workshops all the time because I know that somebody might relate and be like, I want to hire you. Mm-hmm. That's part one. The second thing is that you need to actually give them a direction on where to go as a result. So are they going to... Are you telling them to message you on LinkedIn? Are you telling them to sign up for your thing? Which I have a, I have a perk thing. If you want LinkedIn profile ideas, I have a whole slideshow you can get for free from my website. This is what I do, right? I point them. Right. Like, let's say these listeners, they don't want to hire a social media person, but maybe they want LinkedIn tips. Maybe 10 months down the line, they want to hire me. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But even if you don't want to hire me, it's fine too. It's a whole thing that gives you free content that tells you that I'm an expert because you don't know a lot of good LinkedIn profiles, but I do. So you can right. go to my website and download it, yoursocialmediasherpa.com. But anyway, but, uh, <laughs> but that's what it is. <laughs> like, so then it's like, where, what direction are you giving them? Is your profile then selfish for them and their problems? Mm. Which not every, my, my, I'm not, I'm not going to solve everyone's social media problems, but my profile is geared towards a very specific type of person that needs me that can benefit tremendously from what I do. So is my profile then telling them that I get their problem? And then once they kind of get to know you there, they might make themselves known as like, hey, I actually might want to give you my money. So it's a lot of those pieces to really build trust with people. And then how do you continue cultivating the relationships with people that you've already met? You don't need a million bajillion followers. None of this is dependent on you going viral. Mm-hmm. It's dependent on you having an audience of people. When I say audience, people that I know that, you know, you're my friend. I have a lot of friends from my high school. I have friends from my communities that I serve. I have friends from past clients. I have friends from networking. These are people that already kind of know me. Right. One-on-one, over years of time. There's a reason I have 3,000 Facebook friends. The reason all of us have thousands of Facebook friends. Those are the people that if they're seeing our content and we give them something that's worth their time and energy, they're getting to know us better. And that's where we have a possibility to really shape them and where they have to go to eventually hire us for whatever it is that we want them to do. Does that make sense? Definitely. No, I I love that idea. And I think like one of the things that you bring up constantly is like this idea (laughs) of like dropping your nuggets. Uh, And I'm not talking about... We have a fond word of the word nuggets. (laughs) And like, I only use it in terms of tidbits nowadays. She does. And I, and I <laughs> you know, she's definitely helped me in, in a variety of ways, right? Like when I, um, at the beginning of the summer, I was like without a job. Um, and so Shiley was just like on my case about fixing my LinkedIn. You didn't even listen to me. And I was like, Adam, you dumb butt, listen. <laughs> I did, but I was well, like. pay me for this. I'm like, you, I will give it away because you're my precious human being that I love and adore. Right. And listen so to me. <laughs> we sat there like fixing my LinkedIn Um, and while like it did hit up some people, I mean, I got offered something else on the side, but it it was helpful to kind of like bring up my viewership. And so I was grateful for that. And I think you're welcome. What would you tell (laughs) viewers who are listening to this? Um, like your two Two biggest nuggets, uh, the one-on-one outreach is huge. Not just to people that you already know, people you don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the dumbest, most amazing thing that I tell people all the time. And I don't think people listen to me. People think Twitter is dead. I'm like, Twitter is okay. 
But there's something about Twitter that you can't do anywhere else, which is get a hold of people that mm-hmm. are important. Right. So Twitter, every business, every organization has, usually has some sort of Twitter account. And there's always someone like me. I call this the lonely social media manager that's waiting for you to talk to us. And because we're social media, we're social. We tend to know a lot about the company. We tend to know what's going on within the industry, what we know within the office. We tend to have a lot of friends internally because we have to get information right. from a lot of different departments. So we're very networked within the company. So not say now, you go onto Twitter and you become friends with whoever's managing that account by liking, commenting, engaging, whatever social media account that is. That could be a charity group. That can mm-hmm. be a, a comedian. These are all groups I've hit up through Twitter. <laughs> this could be anything. And you reach out and say, hey, like, like their stuff. And just comment. Sometimes I don't even ask them for anything. I'm literally just relationship building with no expectations. Right. And you can get a hold of crazy people. I had uh, a famous comedian, Judy Gold. I don't know. She's, I don't know. I don't know her that well, but she's famous, whatever. Judy Gold's a very big deal for one of my organizations that I'm a part of. So I reached out to her on Twitter and she did like a mini, like two tweet reply interview with us for our organization. I was able to retweet it. And my colleague freaked out. She's like, what? And then um, Gary Vaynerchuk. Some people love and hate him, whatever. Gary Vaynerchuk, interesting guy, very social media guru guy. Um, he says a lot of the things that I've already believed, so it's kind of affirming, even though he's got a bajillion-dollar company behind mm-hmm. him, and I don't, but it's okay. <laughs> One day. I, One we're day. on the same page, though, in terms of what he says. I was like, well, that's what I've been saying for years. Um, so he – oh, where was I going with this? So he has these, like, K-Swiss shoes, and I saw somebody wearing K-Swiss shoes that were his – Design which Do I, people still like? Is that even a real like brand? Well, no, K Swiss has paid him money or ah. made some sort of deal with him to get branded shoes as a marketing ploy thing. Because he basically told them, "You should do this. Don't mm-hmm. be stupid." And they, they they did it and they agreed to it. Whatever. So I saw the shoes twice in the wild, and I, both times I've taken a picture of it. The second time I took a picture of it, the president of K Swiss liked it. Oh wow! So what did I do? I started messaging him back and forth on Twitter. Now I don't know what I want to do with that relationship, but if I ever needed the president of K-Swiss, right. guess who's already friends with him and where is the history of it on Twitter? If I ever replied to that tweet again in the future, I'm no longer a stranger. Right. I have dozens of stories like this. Like I went to a networking event at Uptake, huge company. I saw a lady speak. I wrote a perfect tweet afterwards as like a thank you, as a promo to all the groups that were there, mm-hmm. which is also really good to leverage. And uh, the lady there was super cool. Six months later, I bump into her and she's like, oh my God, I'm sorry. I don't remember your name. I'm like, I didn't even try to remember my name. Oh my gosh. And she was like, oh yeah, I remember you from Twitter. And I was like, oh my God, this is so great. And then her and I now have a better relationship. Now we haven't collaborated anyway, but I thought maybe she would even potentially hire you because she's a former teacher who right. went to corporate and she's doing teaching type stuff right. at a corporation where they can compensate her real money. So that's the goal one day, you know, right goals, which is, hey, look, I take my teaching degree in different places. I don't use it in the most conventional way. This is a little bit more profitable for me, theoretically. Right. Um, but that, that Twitter is for relationships, I think is, is a really huge thing. But even just saying thank you to people who engage with you, I know there's a lot of nuggets, but this is all the same thing mm-hmm. as like thanking people for their time, their energy. I don't make, I don't try to sell them on anything. I'm just building trust with people and planting seeds because you have to plant a million seeds hundred of them might get somewhere. Mm-hmm. 10 of them might get you closer and two of them might hire you. Like it's a lot of seeds to plant. How can you love on people? How can you thank people? Even engaging with their profile. If they have a terrible social media profile and you're the mm-hmm. one nice person that cares, don't you think they're going to think about you a little bit more right. and bring you in? So that's the biggest, I think, thing that people don't think about is that you can make friends with people online, loving on them one-on-one. It takes a lot of work, but that's the only thing I can tell you that will guarantee you your success in the long term. And I firmly believe that. I think, like, you specifically seeing all the individuals that you've met throughout the years. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I watch your I mean, Instagram posts and, like... <laughs> I mean, don't talk to everybody, but talk to people who but, matter. Yeah, but you if do... they look weird, don't talk to them. <laughs> right, like, you've been to, like... You've been, you've been in Facebook, haven't you? What or about Facebook? Was it Facebook? Like, 
I've seen you, like, live streaming. In oh, I fit. love live streaming. I was doing yeah. Periscope for a long time. Right. And so, like, you were live you were live streaming, love like, live stream. a bunch of play- – God, I wish I – was Google one of them? Oh, well, on Instagram stories, I did all the offices. Right. I have a weird obsession with offices, even though I don't work in an office. It's kind of weird how that Did they just, out. like – like, you know someone there, clearly, right? Well, I go there for events. Got it. I go to different places for events. But I just the, watch But that one-on-one too. connection is incredibly important to network. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, I know who to call at Google. I'm going to Google for a conference in January. I'm very excited. That's really... It's invite only with some very fancy people. That's I'm exciting. so excited. I actually almost applied to Google at one point. I, me it too. Was, it was in San Fran, and I was like, I can't. Oh, they have a lot of teacher jobs here in Chicago. They, the, I got on... The Google one? Yeah, they were about to put me in with... A recruiter was about to put my application in for Google. That's awesome. And then they were like, oh, somebody already filled the spot for that application. And I was like, darn. But the fact that you even called me, they right. reached out to me to be like, hey, you would ever work at Google? And I was like, oh my gosh. The fact that you even tried to think of me for Google, like that already made me feel really cool. And Google's like a really cool company to work for. Yeah. Um, they might work you to the bone though. Yeah, but I feel like that's any job. Anyway, thoughts on Google. Google, yeah. if you're listening, they probably are listening. If you are, right hire now. me, Google. Hire me. <laughs> We're gonna, we have big dreams for you, Adam. We're going to do crazy stuff. One day. No, he's going to take over the world. <laughs> Mark my words, he's going to do something insane. He doesn't know what it is yet, but I know it's going to happen. I've known this since he was a child. 14-year-old child. So <laughs> knowing all the things that you yes. know from the biz- business perspective, sure. how do you interact with people on your social media in Oof. like uh, like a personal sense? Because like, let's be honest. What's like, my strategy? Yeah. Like, how do you deal with haters? How do you deal with like I... negativity? Um, do you just ignore people I, that are just mean? I don't do that anymore. I mean, when I was 14 and making videos of me singing terribly on the internet, yep. they were much more common. <laughs> <laughs> Adam was like, I was there for that. I hid all those videos, by the way. Good. Um, yeah, I know. <laughs> so I, I actually don't have a lot of negative stuff. Very rarely somebody will like jump at me at something, but I usually am very diplomatic and I don't try to spark any sort of arguments on the internet. So that's like me. I've never had a Twitter fight really. I've never, I mean, there's people that like say inappropriate things on like Periscope, but like never anything bad and traumatic, thank goodness. I mean, probably some cyberbullying a little bit on AIM back in high school, like middle school. Oh, but AIM, missed that. People being fake and hiding who they are and pranking yeah. me on the phone sometimes, Adam. I'm sure you've pranked me before. I have not. Okay. There's, <laughs> but um, I, <laughs> he says that now. I mean, it's true. So um, I don't know what she's talking about. I don't know. So, but I don't know. I guess I don't have haters. I will say, I love, I, this is something that's just lovely just being on LinkedIn Mm -hmm. like every time I bump into someone I haven't seen in a while they're like oh my gosh I saw you on LinkedIn so yeah there might be 20 30 50 100 likes but behind every like 100 likes if I have thousands of people viewing it there are Mm -hmm. people who are seeing it they might have watched the whole thing but they'll never tell me they did right when I see them in real life hey Shelly I saw you on LinkedIn and I'm like oh my god I feel famous like it feels really cool um, and it's awesome that people are seeing what I'm doing and I just I'm very careful about where I'm taking people's attention and what I do with it. Because I want to make sure I give them a good experience. If I'm going to yell something across my entire network, I want to do my best to make that moment worth it for them. Right. So. See, I, on the other hand, like, there's very rarely will I engage in arguments online with anyone. <laughs> you will engage with arguments in person for sure. I will. you used to. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, if someone's wrong, someone's wrong. And I'm going to be very <laughs> clear. Like, You've had many arguments back in our youth. Yeah. And I mean, like, I've argued recently with this, like. <gasps> oh, that's the memory. Oh, that's like, the memory. To which share, one? can we? Oh, gosh. which one? I don't remember this. Being equally abusive to each other. That was like the funniest memory that we have. Yeah, we took like a, a survey. 
at one of our youth organizations that we, we were went like, to. Yeah. You, and it was like, are you in an abusive relationship? And we did it to each other. And we took, it could have been a friendship or anything. Yeah. And so we did that. And like, we both scored. The same. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, we were both equally abusive to each other. So we both thought that was, that meant we were okay. Yeah. Like, we were really mean to each other all the but time. We were but kids. there was like love. There was a lot of love yeah, there. We were kids and we grew up and like. <laughs> both of us calmed down. I think so. But I mean, like, in the aspect of, like, social... Like, I think I used to hit you up on social media, too, and just be like, Survivor's lame, just to, like, get a rise. You would piss me off. <laughs> You're right. You would piss me off all the time. But I was a kid. Like, you can't, you can't hold that you against me. You have grown me. up a lot. Yeah. But I now mean, you're impacting other kids. That's something I can't even. I like. think that was a good sidebar right there. Yeah, that was like, so. I can't, that was so real about the arguments. Yeah, I can't fathom. I mean, I, I argue with children now than I argue with adults. That's more my my day to day. Oh yeah. <laughs> Do they come get you at social media? Because there's a lot of boundaries there as an educator, for you. Yeah. So I think for me. I mean, I don't add any of my students. I do have former students on my socials, um, but most of them have graduated. So, so they're adults. Right. So, I mean, I guess you can lose Ish. Me. Yeah. 18-year-olds. I mean, teens. are we really adults? I mean, I'm 26, almost 27. I'm like 28 and a half. Yeah. <laughs> so, out. like, adults nonetheless. Adulting, adultish. Yeah. And so, I mean, like, there's a, there's a fine boundary, and I don't want anyone in my business. Sure. Um, and so I have to keep both those lives separate. Um, and so that's, you know, part of it, but I have like had former students who have said stuff on social media where I'm just like, you should really rethink this. Cause like old Adam, like 15 year old Adam probably would have said the same thing, but adult <laughs> Adam is telling you this Aww. looks bad. Um, so I mean, it, it just depends on the circumstances, but for me, social media, you know, I had to learn a lot. In, in, oh, yeah. in like Never the case, ends. like I look back at like the 10 year like reviews on Facebook and it's like, here's what you posted in like 2010. Oh God, that's awful. And it's like, hit me Ten up. Years so, on Facebook. Right. Like, oh, it's been like 13 or something. Right. Like, like hit me up. I'm so bored. La 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 la. Like just stupid things like that that I've posted that I'm just like, I regret doing this. But then like, I'll look at like arguments I've had that for some reason has popped up on there. And I'm just like, I really argued about like stupid stuff my favorite color like just things like that oh but I, look I, at how far you've come right now i argue about things that like actually really matter like racial equity stuff oh, your or, posts are very fiery i don't know why i'm so nervous every time i see you post something i mean it depends on what You're i post fiery nah like i'm I feel like, like I feel like I sh- I'm a I'm a you know. You make a statement. I share a lot. They're of... They're a little cl- negative too. Sometimes. Oh. But like I would say <laughs> okay. that like a lot of my stuff is like clown content. So like I share a lot of memes. Um, a little self-deprecating too. It's funny. Like I mean, I mean they're funny. Yeah. I mean I get a lot of like people get a lot of joy off of that. So I'm doing some right. But like <laughs> there are individuals that share different perspectives. But I just feel like sometimes they're just not in the right. And you feel like you have to like talk to all of them. No, They're, I mean, I very, like I said, like I very <coughs> rarely respond to people that are negative in nature. Um, because like my opinion is going to be my opinion and like, yes, teach me, don't demean me. Ooh, um, teach me, don't demean me. Yeah. And so I think that's part of it. But I think like I've seen people on social media that like utilize their platform for like really stupid things that just aren't benefiting anyone. Um, and if you're not opening up a, like a space to have like a real dialogue, then that's one thing. But if you're ignoring certain systems, then, like, I need to just not talk to that person. Sure. Um, but 
I do want to thank you for being on this show. Oh my gosh, I'm this honored. This is the second episode. Um, and so, you know, starting a podcast is not easy. And you've been talking about this for a long time. I you have. You this like last year, I think. Yeah, and I was going to do it last year and then I was like, I'm busy. And so... That life. Yeah. As is life. But you have to find the passion behind it. The right. excitement and the vision. Now you have a vision. And part of my like new goal this year is just to like do things that I said I was going to do. Um, do so, have, do you have a word to describe what you hope for this year? I say my word this year is growth. I want twenty twenty to be a year of growth. What's your word for what you at the end of the year looking back? What do you want to be able to say you've done? Like, what's the describing word? Transform. Transform. Yeah. You it's like you knew it. Evolve. Evolve. One you of heard those it two. here first, everybody. Right. We'll see if it happens. We'll but see what year. I don't know. Maybe this will come out in twenty twenty. We'll see. Twenty twenty in hindsight, right? Yeah. Um. So I'm going to end this podcast with your favorite quote and uh, where people can find you and what projects you want to... So absolutely. Thank you for letting me share that. So I'm at yoursocialmediasherpa.com. If you need a boost in your social media, which really, that's not really what I... If you need to get in front of your network more often to stay top of mind with the people that you serve, check out my website. Um, You can see all my packages on there. Uh, And if you want really good social media nuggets, you go look at my LinkedIn videos. There's so much on there, so many tips, tricks whatnot tons of workshops they're full-length videos are kind of long but there's lots of tips there for you to improve that even if you don't hire me i want you to find success with social media and i really want to get you some tidbits uh so your social media sherpa.com the quote that i really want to end on that really encompasses everything that i feel about social media it is not one that i've written but i feel like it, it, it i wish i did write this mm-hmm. social media is not about your business it's about the people provide for the people and the people will provide for you thank you all right. Well, thank you, Shiley. Um, and this is this is it. Bye, Bye. everyone. See you.